Welcome to a new sponsor, A.N. Weber Incorporated. Now in their 76th year, Weber has offices in Kankakee, Illinois, Nashville, Tennessee, El Paso, Texas, and Chandler, Arizona. Whether you're looking for company equipment to haul dry van or flatbed freight, or logistic services for all types of freight, or even a career in driving, maintenance, or sales, call Mark Tedford at 815-939-2235. You can apply online at anweber.com. Weber has immediate openings for drivers in all areas and mechanical technicians in Kankakee, Illinois, and El Paso, Texas. Weber is also looking for logistic agents across the country. Again, call Mark Tedford at 815-939-2235 or apply online at anweber.com. Greetings, folks, and welcome to the 41st edition of Weber's Whipping Post. I'm Weber, and I'm delighted you took the time to listen. This episode is entitled, Democrats Are Destroying This Country. Today, I'm going to talk about Trump's trial, Israel, and Rashida Tlaib, the Democratic Party under Biden, and some other stuff before finishing with my latest opinion piece. This podcast is brought to you by Jeff and Brandon Chiro at Core Street Ford, now in their 40th year service in the Kankakee County area. Stop by their showroom at 558 William Latham Drive in Bourbon A and check out that amazing GT in the showroom. You can save up to $6,000 on a selection of Ford 150 pickups. Core Street Ford is open from Monday through Saturday, offering new car and truck sales, pre-owned autos, and vehicle servicing. You can call them at 815-348-7024 or check out their website at CourtStreetFord.com. Order the Ford of your dreams today. This rigged trial brought by the racist New York State AG Letitia James before Trump and developer-hating judge Arthur Ingeron, which should have never been brought in the so-called star witness, sleazebag, Lawyer Michael Cohn admitted last week on the stand that he lied and also that your favorite president, Donald J. Trump, or anyone from the Trump organization never told him to inflate values on financial statements, the opposite of what he told the AG in order to get this hoax started. That was posted on True Social by Trump on last Wednesday. It's part of the ongoing saga of dragging Donald Trump into court. Democrats and their comrades, the media, love to mention Trump's 91 indictments, which is a sham attempt to knock Trump from running for president. This does not include the states trying to take him off the ballot. It has gotten so bad they have recently drugged Trump's adult children before the court, prompting him to further state, Leave my children alone, Ingram. You are a disgraced to the legal profession. You have to admit it is pretty desperate to drag three of the man's five children into court to attempt to convict their father. Trump does not stand a chance with the crooked New York court system. The whole mess will have to be appealed elsewhere, dragging it out further. In what sane society is this travesty of justice allowed to exist? 
The judge in this case, Ingerin, is winning a three-ring circus. I think he's liking the drama and being in the spotlight, attempting to take down a former president, which he obviously fully intends to do. He will be struck down later by a higher court, something he is all too familiar with. He keeps a law clerk next to him in court, folks. He's been married three times. He seems to like arguing with Trump. Ingrin is a post-turtle. In case you aren't familiar with that term, I shall be delighted to explain it to you. When you are driving down a country road, you might come up on a turtle balanced on a fence post. Now, you know he didn't have the ability to get there by himself. He has no idea how he got up there or what he should be doing, and he has no ability to accomplish anything from this perch. But you have to wonder what idiot put him there in the first place. You can pity him from the injuries he will receive when he falls from the post. In another court case in Washington, D.C., a federal appeals court told Judge Tanya Chutkin to pound sand concerning her gag order on Trump. Only seems natural given that whole free speech thingy we're supposed to have in this country. You know, I'm not quite sure I understand the Biden administration's stance on calling for Israel to pause their attacks on Hamas in Gaza. They say it is to get American hostages out of Gaza, which could only make Hamas hold on to them longer. There was some speculation it might be because of the many Arab Americans in Michigan, although that number is not that great. Their request, oddly, is for Israel to put their attacks on hold, but nothing has been requested of Hamas or Hezbollah. Squad member Representative Rashida Tlaib of Michigan released a video demanding Biden support a ceasefire to stop the genocide of the Palestinian people. She warned him he would face electoral consequences in 2024. This has a lot of underwear watered in the Democrat Party. But as the New York Post said, wars don't come with a pause button. The Democrat Party under Biden has found itself in a real pickle with this Middle East conflict. They must have underestimated the Arab backlash here at home. Now they're trying to appease two sides of people who hate each other and have for centuries. It would seem to make sense for the U.S. to stay the hell out of that conflict altogether. There is no way for the average American to understand the hatred those people have for one another. I have to admit, I am shocked with the anti-Israel backlash at the universities and big cities. I don't understand it, and I suppose I'll die not understanding it. I also don't understand why Hamas felt compelled to unleash holy hell against Israel on October 7th when it seemed things were peaceful. The gruesomeness of the attacks they carried out did not help their cause. It's one thing to be at war over grievances, but beheading babies and raping women before killing them certainly is not a way to win people over to your side. Biden's approval rating has dropped to 37 percent, his lowest. The Wall Street Journal reports that the division of the pro-Israel and pro-Palestinian factions is a major split that may tear the Democratic Party for a generation. We can only hope they are right, and it slows down this country's march towards democratic socialism. As Bill, a friend of mine, pointed out, maybe the American Jewish population will stop voting for Democrats now. 
Or maybe we won't need to worry about it now that Hezbollah leader Hassan Nasrallah has stated the U.S. must pay a price for backing Israel. I guess that was a threat. I am sitting here with my father, and we would like to understand why the commitment made has not been fulfilled. And, Z, if I get a call or text from anyone involved in this other than you, Zhang, or the chairman, I will make certain that between the man sitting next to me and every person he knows and my ability to forever hold a grudge that you will regret not following my direction. This infamous word salad was made by Hunter Biden to Henry Zhao, the director of Chinese asset management firm Harvest Fund Management. Zhao replied that CEFC is willing to cooperate with the family. According to Representative James Comer, Joe Biden soon after received $40,000 in laundered Chinese money from his brother, James, with a personal check. Comer states this exposed Biden to future blackmail by China. According to Comer, his committee has found that the Biden family, the business associates, and their related companies have received significant payments from sources in China, Russia, Ukraine, Kazakhstan, and Romania, totaling over $24 million between 2014 and 2019. I have a couple of questions about this for Mr. Comer. One, how the hell did Obama not know about any of this? And two, if you have all this information, Mr. Comer, what the hell are you going to do with it other than collect it and talk about it? Perhaps it's time to put up or shut up. Oh, great. We now have plans for a nuclear bomb 24 times stronger than the Hiroshima bomb dropped in 1945. Called the B-6113, it is pending for congressional appropriation. You can bet Lindsey Graham is in there pushing it for all he's got to get it made. He probably wants his own personal bomb to show friends as well. You know, if we can hurry up and get that made, one of our politicians can then sell him that technology to China and Russia so that we can all blow ourselves to smithereens that much powerfully. Representatives Mike Rogers from Alabama, chairman of the House and Arms Committee, and Senator Roger Wicker, also of the Senate Armed Services Committee, released a statement calling the nuke a modest step in the right direction. Modest? 24 times larger? Presently, the U.S. has 3,750 nuclear warheads to China's 500, enough to annihilate Earth. Why does this new bomb need to be announced? Whatever happened to walk softly and carry a big friggin' stick? Maybe we can show one of those bad boys to Hezbollah the next time Nasrallah threatens us. Hey, congratulations to the Texas Rangers for winning their first ever World Series. The Diamondbacks finally ran out of breaks. I was pulling for the Rangers, given they had never won one before. This episode comes to you from the George Ryan Jr. Insurance Group. Everybody needs insurance, so why not buy from the great folks at the George Ryan Jr. Insurance, who supports programs like mine. You can depend on the George Ryan Jr. Insurance Company. So please go ahead and give George a call at 815-936-0075. That's 815-936-0075. 
or look them up on their website and save on insurance at grinsure.com. When I sent my two granddaughters to see billionaire Taylor Swift last winter, I did so with my own money. I know what a painfully costly experience it is. Had I been the governor of New Jersey, I might have been able to use taxpayer money the way Phil Murphy did. He used $12,000 of taxpayer money for a Swift concert and other assorted stadium events. Now he wants the Democrat Party to reimburse the state rather than doing it himself. I bet this asshat had better seats for the concert than my granddaughters did, too. Yes, I said asshat, so he is a November candidate for my asshat of the month award. Now this is a bit of common sense, and I love it. If this is how new Speaker of the House Mike Johnson is going to run things, then I am a big fan. The Biden crime syndicate wants $14.3 billion of other people's money to give to Israel. No word yet on how much they're going to want to give Hamas, but I have a feeling that's coming too. Anyway, the House said, Sure, Joe, we'll give you that $14.3 billion, but we want you to reduce that amount in your Inflation Reduction Act. This would mean taking the money from the IRS budget Biden threw in. Recall, this is the bill that would add 87,000 new IRS positions to go after the American citizenry. And yet, people still vote for Biden? I don't know if this will come to pass or if it's just a hoax, but it is the way our government should be thinking in the future. We are over $33 trillion in debt, folks, which is more than being a little broke. Not surprisingly, the Democrats had a fit when they heard this. Having no sense of fiscal responsibility whatsoever, they don't want to be told no when it comes to spending other people's money. They always have a reason to keep on spending. Talk about chutzpah. Did you hear about the five mayors that visited with Biden with their hands out for more of our money? The mayors of Chicago, Denver, Houston, Los Angeles, and New York met this past week with Biden requesting federal help with the illegal immigrants coming to their cities courtesy of those rotten governors in the border state. They figure $5 billion of our money had to do it for them. So much for being a sanctuary city, huh? Oh, and they want a new administration to oversee the mess. Yeah, we need another departmental bureaucracy like we need to get involved in another war overseas. Hey, mayors, here's a clue. Tell Biden to stop allowing these illegals coming over the border and then ship the illegal immigrants back to where they came from. Presto, your problems go away. And take that silly-ass sanctuary city designation off, too. No word on whether they will get that money or not. A respected retired neurosurgeon, Dr. Ben Carson, has endorsed Donald Trump for president in 2024. Thank you, Ben. Perhaps you could run with him as vice president. Now that would make a great duo. This past weekend, we were all forced into complying with the ridiculous and outdated custom of daylight savings time. Except when I'm in Arizona, which they don't participate in the outdated custom. Hawaii doesn't either. The idea first came from Benjamin Franklin in 1784 in order to save candles. Well, we don't use candles for much anymore, folks, so why are we still complying with absurd policy? 
Getting dark at 4.30 in the afternoon is also irrational. Many people aren't home from work yet. If you happen to be in Arizona during the winter, there is a three-hour time difference between there and my kids in Illinois, which really becomes a pain for us. The Department of Transportation is in charge of this time change. Well, that would figure, particularly since that lightweight nut job Pete Buttigieg is involved. The department claims the time change saves energy, prevents accidents, and reduces crime. Bull. Time change can have implications on our health, according to the American Academy of Sleep Medicine. It disrupts natural sleep cycles, if you're lucky enough to have a sleep cycle, which can cause depression, mood swings, and increased risk of cardiovascular events. Heart attacks are more prevalent in the weeks following the time change. It's time we sunset, pardon my pun, this silly tradition. Don't look now, but I saw the first mention by the news of the impending governmental shutdown on November the 17th. Fox News had it on their website already on November the 4th. Here comes all the threats, folks. Start wringing your hands and gnashing your teeth now before it's too late. Senator Josh Hawley, one of the few senators I still respect, has introduced legislation to limit corporate money bankrolling outside groups. This has the boss of the Senate, the dishonorable Mitch McConnell's underwear in a wad, especially since he controls one of those super PACs. McConnell reminded the senators they took a lot of that financial support in order to get elected and that the PACs won't like them signing on with Howley. The new bill, called Ending Corporate Influence on Elections Act, would ban publicly traded companies from making independent disbursements and political advertisements as well as giving money to super PACs. In other words, get the corporate influence out of our politics and get the politics away from our corporations. We don't need Coca-Cola telling us what to do. What a novel idea, taking or controlling some of the ridiculous money that is going into politics. McConnell objecting just shows how corrupt he is. McConnell claims that Hawley himself benefited by $20 million from McConnell's Kentucky Super PAC. I'd say it is pretty bold of Hawley to bring this up, knowing full well he too might lose some funding. 66 million years ago, an asteroid hit Earth off the coast of Mexico. It was so large it left a 112-mile-wide crater. It was so catastrophic, it wiped out the dinosaurs. In fact, it wiped out 75% of life on Earth. It is now thought soot from the wildfires triggered a global winter with plunging temperatures. Now there is a published study that claims the final dust thrown into the atmosphere played a central role in the extinctions. The dust blocked out the sun so much Plants were unable to photosynthesize for almost two years afterward. This, in turn, collapsed the entire food chain, according to planetary scientist Sim Burke-Sunnell. Further, that dust could have been in our atmosphere as long as 15 years, probably cooling the planet by much, as much as 15 degrees. I wonder if there was any left-leaning dinosaurs back then picking about global cooling. Now there is an Ohio-class submarine in the Suez Canal area of the Israeli-Hamas conflict. 
Ohio class means the biggest and baddest of our subs. Yep, it is a nuclear sub. They can be equipped with Tomahawk missiles or ballistic missiles. This is noteworthy in that it is highly unusual for their approximate locations to be disclosed to the great unwashed amongst us. In other words, they don't tell us where those are at normally. This is in addition to the aircraft carriers and the squadrons to the area. We have quite a military buildup to that region now. This can't be good. It would appear we are going to be drug into this quagmire, too. Lindsey Graham must be soiling himself. Hey, I got some bad news for Yellowstone watchers, of which I am one. There will be no new season this year. The final season will not be released until November of 2024, a whole year from now. Paramount claimed the delay is because of the actors and writer strikes. Being a suspicious bastard and all, I also wonder if it's because of the money they are making off the reruns being shown on regular television. They have said there will be two more spinoffs called 1944 and 2024. No word on when those shows will appear, though. 1883 was a pretty good series, although 1923 was just okay. Roll me away sales continue. If interested, I will be holding an author event next Monday, the 13th, at Love's Truck Stop in Kankakee, Illinois, from 1 to 3, and two weeks later at the Love's in Grant Park, Illinois. That one, too, will be from 1 to 3. Note to any budding authors out there, if you are publishing a novel and want to connect with Barnes & Noble stores for an author event, you can pretty much forget about it. That includes the local store here in Bradley, Illinois, who is too busy right now. Maybe in March, five months away, she must be one busy body. You would think bookstores would be appreciative local writers willing to sit hours in their stores to promote books, especially with the possibility of bringing in more customers. But that's not the way it works, folks. They are in the business of selling John Grisham or Stephen King books, not the local community. Next time you're in a Barnes & Noble store, look at the employees and notice what the hell it is that they are so busy doing. Other than the barista, I assure you, they aren't that busy. I used to spend a lot of money in that Bradley store. I'll be damned if I ever do it again. I'm too busy. This podcast is brought to you by Hoffman Chiropractic Neurology, celebrating 30 years of practice. Dr. Hoffman specializes in general musculoskeletal conditions, neurology, sports injuries, acupuncture, electrodiagnostics, and comprehensive wellness management. Dr. Hoffman provides exceptional care for patients of all ages, from infants to elderly, from expected moms to athletes. Dr. Hoffman's goal is to provide all patients a tailored treatment plan based on an extensive history, a thorough exam, and x-rays. Contact Hoffman Chiropractic Neurology for more information or to schedule. The number is 815-937-0446. And now for my latest commentary, Democrats are destroying this country. With heartfelt apologies, perhaps it's time we take a break from the wall-to-wall coverage of the death of Matthew Perry to address other issues going on in the world. I'm surprised the media hasn't gotten around to asking Biden, Trump, and Israel Prime Minister Netanyahu 
what they think of Mr. Perry's demise. The world seems to be on fire right now, folks. Russia is pounding Ukraine into oblivion, while Israel, in retaliation, is doing the same to Hamas in Gaza. Iran is probably next, which will catapult the world into further chaos. China is looking on while waiting for a chance to glob onto Taiwan, figuring nobody will notice. Meanwhile, back here in the U.S., useless professors at liberal colleges are stirring up impressionable and ignorant students. They use this opportunity to vote anti-Semitic sentiments to further divide an already deeply divided country. Sentiments they would have never uttered on their own. The fact that Hamas bombed Israel first seems inconsequential to those now busting their spleens to defend Hamas, described as an Islamic political and military organization. Our border is hemorrhaging people coming here illegally, while we have no clue who some of them are nor what to do with them now that they are here. Some of those illegal immigrants are even importing China's drugs with them, killing our kids. As usual, the Democrats want to fork over large sums of other people's money at the situation. $105 billion is currently the going price this month, although there will be more requests coming behind that. Me thinks that some of those massive amounts of money have a way of being skimmed and finding its way back to politicians' pockets, but there again, I'm suspicious and from Shabance. Seems like hating our fellow American citizens is becoming all the rage now. Anarchy is running amok. The media is orgasmic. Never has business been so good for our nation's media. They can now bombard us, no pun intended, with horrific battle scenes from Israel nonstop, taking time out only to see what everyone and their brother thinks about Matthew Perry's dying. The Fox Internet news page last Tuesday had four stories of the Israeli conflict and four more on Matthew Perry. Sometimes the media takes the time to expound on the fears that Trump might actually win the next election. To our media and the swamp, a Trump presidency again is something to be feared as a negative event evidently on par with dying from COVID. This, of course, despite what nearly 75 million deplorable Americans think. Democrats, the dumpster fire that is the world right now is your fault. It was you who stuck us first with Barack Obama to fundamentally change our country. It was Democrats who then followed that up by awarding Obama's puppet, Joe Biden, the presidency through chicanery that would make Al Capone blush. Most experts agree Putin would have never attacked Ukraine had someone like Trump, or preferably Trump himself, been in office. Same for the Middle East matter. And those two million illegals now in our country would still be wallowing back home in their socialistic countries. By now, many of them must be thinking of how warm it is back home and if this cold is worth voting Democrat. Democrats are trying to destroy this country, folks. It really is that simple. I have enumerated hundreds of examples in past commentaries and podcasts. Mark Levin has written a book about it called The Democrat Party Hates America. 
We were all heir to the greatest country ever in the history of Earth, and Democrats keep wanting to fundamentally change the damn thing. Those are the very words they use. Fundamental change. Change at the basic level. Why? They scoff at our history's founders, label them racist and removing their history daily as if we would have been better off without them. They deride our Constitution and Bill of Rights, trying to bend them to fit their lustful political agendas rather than the grand agenda laid out by our founding fathers. Democrat logic is habitually flawed as they take issues such as killing babies to man as a basic human right, while at the same time owning guns to protect oneself is not. Is that screwed up logic? No country now or ever has been perfect. But why do Dems insist on throwing out the baby with the bathwater when it comes to our country? Which is the envy of the world. People die trying to get here, folks, because there is nothing better out there for them. The world is a scary place right now. Thanks, Dems. Hey, that's all I got for you this week, folks. If you liked this podcast, please tell others. If you would like to advertise on this podcast, please reach out to me at aweber1957 at gmail.com. That's two beats in Weber. I'm always looking for more advertisement. So long, folks, and thank you. Thank you.